This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. What's going on, everybody? It's Wednesday, May 4th, and you're listening to the College Football Daily. I'm your host, Nick Costco. We have a loaded show for you today. 24-7 Sports Chris Hummer is going to join me to talk about the transfer portal, his winners and losers throughout this latest cycle. We're also going to talk about NIL stuff as well, in addition to the transfer portal and how it all coincides with the insanity that is going on with the portal, name, image, and likeness, uh, deals for these young college athletes. It's all fascinating stuff. And of course, we're going to talk about Pittsburgh wide receiver Jordan Addison, who officially entered the transfer portal. It's absolutely insane. Addison is a former Blitnikoff winner just from last year in 2021, and he is now reportedly going to be in the transfer portal. And what that means moving forward, we don't know. It's unknown where he's going to go. There might be some tampering going on, so you don't know, but it's the Wild West right now for the transfer portal, NIL, and everything related to those two topics. We also hit on that with Chris as well as far as what Addison's move means for the transfer portal moving forward as well. So here it is, my conversation with Chris Hummer. Please be joined now by 24-7 Sports Chris Hummer, expert in the transfer portal and anything that goes with any type of transfer at this point. So Chris, I got to ask you, the biggest news right now with the transfer portal has been this whole saga with Jordan Addison, You know, one of the best receivers in college football for Pittsburgh last season. Uh, he reportedly wanted to go into the transfer portal. It's all up in the air of what this means ultimately, considering this was around the deadline as well. What, what was your biggest takeaway when you heard this, considering this was probably the biggest news about the transfer portal in terms of surprises what would what would you make of jordan addison and this news well to be honest i wasn't i wasn't particularly shocked i got a tip the day that this kind of started to leak out that this could happen and i was i was looking into it so that probably contributed to me not being shocked but also jordan was thinking about transferring back in december there were a lot of rumors about him transferring back then so like the idea of him leaving pittsburgh didn't shock me the timing did a little bit but if we're looking for an element of this that I think could change college football, and this is the this is the reception I'm getting from coaches and people I talk to about this, it's that if you're at a Pittsburgh right now in another school, like let's say USC potentially wants your player, like it's going to be very difficult to hold on to them because of the dollar value that comes with that. And I'm not saying Pitt can't match. It's just that players have more leverage than ever, especially players that choose to use that leverage. Like some good players aren't even going to think about leaving because they're happy with their situations and like they're not going to do anything about it. But if you're a player and you're a really good player and you enter the portal, like you can command a pretty significant sum through NIL right now. And I don't, I don't want to throw out numbers for Jordan Addison. I've heard a lot of speculation, but it certainly played a role in this process. And I think that's the biggest thing coaches and people in the industry just worry about, like what that means if you're a G5 school trying to hold on to a player, if you're an FCS school trying to hold on to a player. I think everybody's worried about those programs becoming almost like a farm system for the bigger schools. So 
that's that's a thought and it's it there's a situ- that's a situation with like a thousand different angles so it's really compelling for what you just mentioned right there it actually brings me to a, a question i had for you later but i'll ask it now it's you know everyone talks about the power five power five institutions you know we go big 10 sec big 12 acc and the pac 12 but then at least on the field, people like to say, well, maybe it's a power two, the SEC and the Big Ten. It seems like those are the schools that have the biggest advantages in terms of what the transfer portal provides, what NIL has opened up, and obviously the the lack of parity, so to speak, in college football. But now it seems like it's trickling into the transfer portal. And, I, and again, USC is a Pac-12 school, but USC is one, of those, is one of those well-known brands in college football, if not the biggest compared to some, some others. At least on the West Coast, everyone thinks USC football. Now that Lincoln Riley is out there, it creates creates a whole new dynamic. So I'm not going to say, we're not, not going to shrink it down to a power two, but the, this new conversation is, it's branding, branding, branding. The USC's, the Michigan's, the Ohio State's, the Alabama's, the Texas's, schools like that now that have this tremendous branding power. Do you foresee this as a huge problem when it comes to NIL opportunities, the transfer portal, the, with the way the rule is aligned right now? I mean, what is your biggest take off of that stuff? I mean, I guess, I guess it depends on what fan base you are. I had a source term it to me like this today, like, it's going to be the haves and the haves not in terms of money and we're not going to be a have not. So it really depends on how aggressive your donor base is. It really depends on how aggressive the coaching staff wants to be in terms of taking full advantage of the transfer portal NIL era together. And I think in this situation, you have to be willing to tamper and you have to be willing to tamper aggressively. So it'll be really interesting to see what happens with the sport in the next 12 to 24 months. Um, we clearly need some form of regulation with NIL. Um, I don't know where it's going to come from. I think the NCAA is still waiting for Congress. It might eventually come with a seismic shift in the way college athletics is run in terms of the divisions and um, potentially conferences taking more of a role within the management of the system so I, I honestly i don't know where we're going with this but i know the schools that have a lot more money and a lot more resources are going to always be advantaged and they might be particularly advantaged in this era in a way they weren't before because at least in the past smaller schools had the hope of coming up with their development prospects smaller schools had the hope of i'm trying to think of a good example a dylan gabriel or a mckenzie milton um would stay like let's take mckenzie milton before his injury let's say mckenzie milton's healthy he has a huge season at ucf like you hope to keep him for his entire career and now in 2022 like i don't think mckenzie milton's going to be on ucf after that season if he's healthy like there's just too much money in the line and there's probably a better example in history than that but i just think those smaller schools have less hope than they ever had before just simply because they don't have the resources to compete with the bigger schools when you're talking about NIL deals and things of the like. So I think it's definitely the has and the has not. It's interesting you mentioned that too, because you're, you're, you could even talk about some smaller schools within the Power Five where situations like this could, something like this could occur. So, I mean, I, I'm, I'm not, I'm really just making this out of thin air. Let's say Sam Hartman, for example, he's a top notch quarterback in the entire, in the entire world of college football right now. He's at Wake Forest. Wake Forest, they're an ACC school, but they're not in Alabama. They're not a USC. They're not, you know, they're not in Miami. They're not in Miami. I'm not saying this would ever happen, especially now because this is his last year of college football. But I mean, do you see situations like that occurring as well, maybe down the line if it, if it continues at this pace, where you know a guy like Sam Hartman has a tremendous season for Wake Forest in 2021, but he can leverage that into a graduate year at Miami within the, within his own conference at a, at, a, at a more well-known school, or go to a USC, or go to an Alabama, an LSU, something like that. I mean, do, do you see this now opening the floodgates to? We basically consider the transfer portal free agency at this point. Could it get worse, so to speak, like that, like an example of what I just meant? 
I mean, I, I think we're already there. Jordan Addison would be an ideal example. Jameer Gibbs from Georgia Tech to Wake or Georgia Tech to Alabama is an example. I can think of half a dozen cases like that where maybe not like a small program gets picked, but like a mid mid sized G five program with less resources than the bigger ones. And like absolutely, like there's clearly a difference between Alabama and Georgia Tech, and it, it's already happening. And I think we'll only continue to see it happening more. As schools get more aggressive with this stuff. Now, this is obviously a you know th- this could be a very long and convoluted and complicated answer of how do you actually fix this. But for your short answer, what do you think actually has to be fixed? Whether it be do you think the transfer portal needs to have new regulations on it again, or I think this is more of an NIL issue at this point because the transfer portal when it opened up that made it basically like free agency, and you're basically getting re-recruited going from one school to the next. Or now these guys have more years or and more opportunities as graduate transfers, whether it be one or two years. Do you think the transfer portal has to be tightened up or do you think this is way more of an nil issue at this point well i guess i really think it depends on the issue if you're talking about the issue of nil and like an inducement of players to move places like i think nil needs more regulations because if it was just the transfer portal and immediate eligibility like this wouldn't be an issue in the same way it is now we wouldn't be seeing like giant dollar figures thrown out there for kids to leave ahead of the deadline so they can help out of school so that that issue is because of the combination. But like if you look at them separately, the transfer portal being open year round is problematic in a lot of ways, at least for coaches, because you're trying to keep your roster intact the whole year. I think a lot of coaches would prefer transfer windows, but even that has a problem. Like transfer windows, like we see in free agency and other sports, like certain windows they can go in. But even that has a problem because I think you could argue that like these players are not labor. So you cannot set a direct window on them of when they can and cannot leave their schools. So that brings up potential court cases. And we know how tied up college athletics is already in court. So that's that's the transfer side of things. And NIL it clearly needs some form of regulation. We have very little to none right now. States have different rules. Schools within the same states operate under different rules in a lot of cases, depending on what the schools want. So we need a uniform set of policies that address NIL. But that's not going to happen either because the NCAA's hands are tied behind their back because of ongoing legislation and they want to maintain their antitrust status. And then two, we're waiting for Congress to step in and do something. But the United States Congress is a slow slow moving body on its own. And I don't really think name, image and likeness is their top priority. And we're approaching the midterm, so I don't anticipate anything happening this year in that regard. So there's just a lot of things going on in college athletics, and there's no real leadership at the top trying to address the issue as we see with Mark Emmert stepping down. So I think we're in for another chaotic 12 to 24 months. We'll take a quick break, and on the other side, we'll talk some winners and losers of the transfer portal, at least in terms of on the field. Keep it locked here. Listening to the College Football Daily. Introducing the Two-Way V4, where groundbreaking fuel cell technology meets fresh foam cushioning for the ultimate performance. With fuel cell, each step feels explosive, delivering unparalleled energy return. Paired with fresh foam, experience maximum comfort throughout the game. Its lightweight textile upper offers support and breathability without sacrificing agility. Whether you're hitting the clutch shot or locking down the opposition, the Two-Way V4 gives you the tools to play at a high level. Learn more and purchase the Two-Way for yourself at newbalance.com. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. 
Chris, I wanted to take with, with with your piece out now, uh, winners and losers of the transfer portal on 247sports.com. It's interesting. So give us a, a quick rundown of the teams that won basically this lottery. <laughs> we have to call it a lottery at this point based on what the transfer portal has given us in the news cycle. Your biggest winners from this transfer portal cycle going into the 2022 season. Yeah, I'll just throw a couple at you and you can you can pick which ones we expand on a little bit more. I had winners that were Alabama, USC, Ole Miss, South Carolina, Texas, and Michigan State. I think there are a lot more schools that won in the transfer portal, but I think those are the schools that unequivocally improved their roster significantly through the portal and didn't suffer significant losses on the other side of that. Because I think it's like one of those balancing scales. You like you may gain a lot, but if you lost a lot, it doesn't really matter in terms of winning. That's why you don't see a team like Oklahoma on there. Like they did awesome in the portal in some ways, but you lost Caleb Williams, lost Mario Williams, you lost a lot of really talented players. So it's tough to include them there. But I think those six schools were very successful in the portal this offseason. The one that caught my eye was Texas because especially in light of the NFL draft, they had nobody drafted within those seven rounds and everyone's making a big deal about that. So we look at the Texas Longhorns, you know, they they, they would like to see them associated with in a headline Texas football equals winners. They're winners in the transfer portal. They head into year two with Steve Sarkeesian. We know the biggest get was it was, was arguably Quinn, uh, Quinn Ewers, quarterback from Ohio State, who enrolled into college early anyway on an NIL deal. Speaking of them, leaving his senior year of high school much earlier than uh, most guys would in the first place. Talk to me a little bit about Texas. Quinn Ewers aside, what makes them such a big winner in the transfer portal? I frankly don't think you can push Quinn Ewers aside because there's no real way to describe just how important he is. Like Texas has been searching for an answer at quarterback. Frankly, since Colt McCoy left, and I know Sam Ellinger had a nice run there, but it's been a long time since Texas has had one of the inarguably most talented and best quarterbacks in college football. And I think most people around the Texas program believe Quinn Ewers can be that guy. That quarterback battle is still ongoing with Hudson Card, but I fully expect Quinn to win the job eventually. And because of the transfer portal, he's going to have arguably one of the best set of wide receivers to throw to. Not only does Texas bring back Xavier Worthy at wide receiver, but they landed Isaiah Nair from Wyoming, who I think is like our fourth or fifth receiver in the 24-7 sports transfer portal rankings. Landed Ajay Hall from Alabama, who, while there are some off-the-field questions with, is an undoubtedly talented player. He was a top 50 recruit in the 2021 class. We saw him pop against Georgia in the national championship game. And if you can perform on that stage, you can perform anywhere. And there's Jaleel Billingsley at tight end, who before he kind of got Nick Saban's doghouse last year, was considered a breakout star and a potential first-round candidate. And Quinn's going to be throwing to all of those guys and more. And let's not forget, there's B. John Robinson in the backfield and a really stable of running backs. So that skill group, thanks to the transfer portal and the addition of Quinn Ewers, is as good as it gets in the country. Does Texas have other holes? Absolutely. But they have the potential to be overwhelming on offense because of some of those players that got in the portal. Read more about that on 247sports.com. Winners and losers of the transfer portal by our own Chris Hummer. Uh, Before I let you go, Chris, the losers. There's always winners, but there has to be losers. I I need your biggest loser from the transfer portal, whether it's because they lost a lot of guys or because they were in the running for a couple of guys and they couldn't land them or a combination of both. Who's your biggest loser, unfortunately, in the transfer portal this time around? Yeah, I think you have to look at Arizona State which is not surprising given what's going on around the program. Like obviously NCAA sanctions are a big cloud over there. Herm Edwards has lost half his staff because he had to fire them due to um, NCAA violations. And it's really, it's really affected the roster. Lost its starting QB, Jane Daniels. Lost uh, Chip Tranium to Ohio State at running back. He's going to play linebacker there. Lost three of their five leading receivers. Jermaine Loyal just entered the center of the portal. He was going to be one of the best defensive tackles in college football last year. Got hurt. But I think he's one of the top 50 or so college football players. He's in the transfer portal right now, exploring his options. They lost Eric Gentry, true freshman All-American, to USC. They lost, I think, Arizona State signed 
16 four-star recruits between 2019 and 2021. Herm Edwards created a lot of hope because of the way he recruited. And only six of those 16 are left on the roster because they've all transferred out. So the hope Herm Edwards had at the beginning of his tenure is now gone thanks to the transfer portal. So I I think they're absolutely the biggest loser of the portal this year. He is Chris Hummer of 24-7 Sports, winners and losers of the transfer portal. Find it now on 247sports.com. A lot of good stuff, a lot of good insight in there as always. Chris, appreciate the time as always. Looking forward to talking to you basically later this week as the transfer portal just, the news never stops. The deadline is come and gone, but we know this news will never stop. NIL is running rampant, so it's going to be an exciting summer to say the least. Yeah, thanks so much for having me on. It's never boring around here for sure. Big thanks once again to Chris Hummer for joining me on the College Football Daily. Transfer Portal is totally wild. It's basically the Wild West as some have described it since its inceptions, change of rules, and obviously with the NIL legislation, very different in many different states across the country. It's going to be a ever-evolving process throughout college football, and it's who who knows where it goes next and hopefully there's going to be some sort of lid put on it to keep it under control so it doesn't face as much criticism but the floodgates have now been open so we'll see what happens moving forward this summer and of course into next fall with college football and the transfer portal that's gonna do it for me make sure to follow me on twitter at nick costco 59 n-i-c-k-k-o-s-k-o-5-9 and be sure to like and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts to the college football daily on spotify apple Podcasts, or wherever else Talk to you next time. You'll be listening to the College Football Daily. Paramount Plus and the National Park Foundation present A Mountain of Zen. Are you still listening? Good. Take a deep breath. You needed a break. This Earth Week, you can live stream seven national parks for seven days on Paramount+. Plus. So, yes, you can literally stream a stream. Paramount+, Plus, official streaming partner of the National Park Foundation.